in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Austin's plan to build up to three homes on one residential lot is being put into action. Development applications for the city's recently approved home initiative open up today. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. Local home builders and architect groups say they are eagerly waiting for that change. A roundtable discussion hosted by the American Institute of Architects Austin chapter drew about 150 members last week. It usually has around a dozen people show up to these. Now the home initiative was the main focus of it. What this says to me is that there is, there is demand for this type of missing middle housing uh, that the architects are ready to step up and provide. These changes are the first round of changes under the home initiative. Round two are expected to come in just the next few months. Two uh, could include reducing minimum lot size requirements. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, good Monday morning to you. Let's start with a live look outside, taking up to North Austin. This is our Indeed domain camera. You can see some of those clouds hanging up top. Mostly cloudy skies is how we'll start the day. We're going to get in some sunshine, though, and fewer clouds getting into the later part of the afternoon. Temperatures in those 50s for most of us at this hour. 54 in Austin, 53 Bastrop, same thing Marble Falls. One exception there, we've got Fredericksburg coming in at 49. Visibility looks fantastic across Central Texas. I don't think we'll have any sort of fog problems this morning. That's the good news. So weather-wise, your morning drive looks good. Later today, we're talking a high of 64 degrees, decreasing clouds, allowing for more sunshine. Still a little bit of a wind, though. Breezy conditions, especially this morning. Those north-northwest winds are still about 10 to 20 miles per hour, gusting to 25 miles per hour, but even those will slowly relax heading into this evening. Coming up in your first morning forecast, we are warmer through the week. Temperatures just a few degrees each day. We've got a dry stretch here through the middle of the week, but rain coming in on the back end of the seven day. We'll talk more about it here in your first morning forecast. Thank you so much, Kristen. The jury that will decide whether a 26 year old Austin man is guilty of murder is being picked this morning. In 2022, 26 year old Gavin Roberts was charged with a Halloween night murder. Yeah, he is accused of killing 34 year old Justin Hayden and burying his body near Georgetown in 2022. And he's also charged with tampering with the corpse. Police say Hayden was last seen with Gavin Roberts at his apartment near the domain that's up in North Austin. An initial interview after Hayden's disappearance, Roberts told police that he didn't know where Hayden was, according to investigators. But after Roberts was arrested, in Colorado by U.S. Marshals, he was questioned again by Austin police. Police say Roberts then told officers where Hayden's body was buried and that the two got into an argument that night. Police add that he said Hayden grabbed a kitchen knife while the two were arguing. And police say Roberts told them he then grabbed that knife and used it to stab Hayden. Also this morning, the U.S. and our allies launched a barrage of strikes over the weekend in the Middle East and last night saw defensive strikes in Yemen. On Friday, the U.S. launched the first retaliatory strikes for the killing of three American soldiers in Jordan last weekend. That attack targeted 85 sites in Iraq and Syria. NBC's Keir Simmons reports from Iraq. Good morning. Hey there, good morning to you. Secretary of State Blinken back in the region trying to push for a ceasefire in Gaza, even as the National Security Advisor tells Kristen Welker on Meet the Press that he would not rule out striking Iran 
in Iran. Meanwhile, Iran, with a blistering warning in a new video, telling America not to target a ship many experts believe is a spy ship in the Red Sea off the coast of Yemen. I'll have all the latest coming up on today. Thank you, Kier. If you are hoping to vote in next month's primary, you're running out of time to make sure you're registered. That deadline is today, and if you aren't sure whether you're registered to vote or if you still need to register, we have a helpful tip on our website with all that info at kxan.com. Okay, concerns are growing over how artificially generated deep fakes could, elect, could rather affect the 2024 election. In January, an AI-generated robocall pretending to be President Biden appeared to encourage New Hampshire voters to skip the election. Some AI deepfakes are shockingly realistic. The Federal Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency released a study on this showing how artificial intelligence could be used to create harmful deepfake audio, video, photos, and text. And this content could rapidly spread false information on social media or even be used to breach security measures. Zelly Martin, a graduate research assistant over at the University of Texas here, says that people need to be extra cautious. If it seems maybe a little too good, I would say to double check and look for it elsewhere before going on and spreading that information amongst your family and friends. You know, Texas passed a law banning deep fake videos published within 30 days of an election, but otherwise it's on you, the voter, to distinguish the fact from fiction. Students in the Austin area are gathering today in protest of the I-35 expansion project. That's a project that aims to improve I-35 as it cuts through Austin. Rethink I-35 is a student-run organization out of the University of Texas. And the group says it is growing concerned about the future of sustainability and equitability in Austin. It opposes the I-35 expansion and is asking TxDOT to reconsider its current plan. The group is walking this afternoon from the UT campus to TxDOT's headquarters. That's in downtown Austin. The continued cleanup after parts of California dealing with flooding and mudslides from a winter storm. And the countdown to the Super Bowl is on less than a week now. Which teams are waking up in Vegas this morning? Good morning on this Monday, a live look from our camera over on the Indeed building in downtown. Oh, actually, it's the main Austin, I should say. Further north from downtown Austin, we're going to check in with Kristen for the latest on your weather coming up in just the next few minutes. But further up north from Domain area, a 19-year-old woman who went missing over the weekend in Cedar Park is back home. And the Cedar Park Police Department says that this woman left her home near East Park Street and Gupton Way Drive early Saturday morning. She could have been suffering from a medical emergency, what her family says. Police tell us they talked with the woman's mother who said she made contact with her and she is safe. Good news there. Multiple people are waking up in the hospital this morning after a four vehicle crash happened in North Austin. This was last night and it happened at the intersection of East Howard Lane and Harris Branch Parkway a little bit before six o'clock in the evening. Austin Travis County EMS says a total of 10 people were involved with six of them being taken to the hospital. No one was killed in the multi-vehicle crash, but everyone who was taken to the hospital did have potentially serious injuries. An Austin nonprofit is taking to the streets how the founder is using his own experiences to raise awareness about homelessness. Border enforcement and aid for Israel, Ukraine and other allies. A look at the new $118 billion bipartisan package from senators.
couple of impressive wins for the Longhorns. One on the road Thursday and then at home against a top five opponent. I've got it for you coming up. Hey, good morning. This is a live look outside. Dark and early for you here on a Monday morning. It is the 5th of January. Live look from the Domain in North Austin. There is an Austin man who wants to make life for those living without homes a little bit easier. Every weekend, volunteers from the nonprofit We Can Now pass out healthy food and other essentials to homeless people in Austin. Cakes and Sam Stark met up with the founder to hear how his own experience has fueled his passion to help others. Yes, sir. Anthony Jackson knows what it's like to experience homelessness. He said faith, praying, and confidence helped him get out. You know, keeping myself up and just taking it day by day uh, and just getting out looking for all the resources that I could. And, you know, eventually I ended up making it, getting a job, saving enough to get an apartment, things like that. A native Austinite, he's doing what he can to help others in need. So I just really wanted to create a solution, give back to my city, uh, not be a complainer and just, you know, uh, help with some of the work out here in the city. We Can Now goes to East Austin every Sunday with healthy food, clothes, and other essentials. But on Sunday, Jackson and other volunteers wanted to do even more. What that means is we're going to be out here sleeping uh, from 4 p.m. today till 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, and that's important because we just want to stand in solidarity with them, let them know that there's people in the community that really care. Jackson's work has inspired others to get involved. David Gatchel, his wife and two kids come to this spot on Sundays to pass out warm clothes. Yeah, yeah, we're supporting Anthony. We, we uh, I love the way he does it, right? It's very down to earth, very, you know, person to person, uh, and I appreciate that. I, my kids love doing it as much as I do, and uh, they look forward to, you know, Sunday afternoons every weekend. Um, that's kind of the high point. Jackson is here to support those experiencing homelessness, but he also wants to educate those fortunate enough to have a place to sleep every night. I also want to show the community and give them a, a up close look on what it's like to be uh, human and sleeping outside in these conditions so they can just get a little more understanding about what it's like to uh, endure being homeless. In Austin, Sam Stark, KXAN News. Going in depth here, data from a recent Harvard University study shows more than 650,000 people across the U.S. were homeless in January 2023. Here in Texas, more than 27,000 people were without a home, and that is a 12% increase from 2022, according to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. But here in Texas, the thing is, there are efforts to reduce the amount of people experiencing homelessness. Senator John Cornyn says several recipients in Austin were awarded federal grants totaling more than $14 million, which will go towards housing assistance and support services for individuals, families, minors, and domestic violence survivors, all those experiencing homelessness. Well, a state of emergency has been issued for parts of California as a winter storm fueled by an atmospheric river continues to bring heavy rain and snow to parts of the state. Strong winds and torrential rain cause power failures, mudslides and street closures. Wind gusts in some areas even exceeding over 80 miles per hour, downing trees and power lines. Some trees also falling on houses, causing extensive damage. Heavy wet snow and continued rainfall is expected to continue today in parts of 
of Southern California. We still have winter storm warnings up. We still have uh, flash flood warnings up. They had several swift water rescues being done in the LA area yesterday. You can see even up north in the Bay Area. Unfortunately, this storm definitely leaving its mark. Mm, what a storm. And I know oftentimes these storms come from California, eventually make their way to Texas, but not always. Is this one of those? No, this is not okay. one of those. Okay. Yeah, so this is going to be kind of going north of us, and we'll get a little cloud cover here and there, but uh, we're going to miss out on the majority of that rain and snow. Let me show you what we do have in store today, because at this point, the storm and really the weather focus is out west. You can see the snow in the kind of white and purpley colors there over the Sierra Nevadas, and then the rain in green. LA just getting pounded. That's the flash flood warning that you see in that blue polygon here. Storm system itself, the center is a little further up towards the north, but way over here locally, we actually have some pretty quiet weather. We've got a little cloud cover up top, nothing down beneath. By that, I'm meaning fog is not an issue for us. Our temperatures are nice and mild, too. In fact, they're much warmer than where we should be. We should be about 10 degrees cooler this time of year, not be waking up to the 50s, but uh, who are we to complain about that, right? The one little hiccup today will be the winds. The winds yesterday were bad, right? They're not quite as strong at the moment, but they're still noticeable. We still have wind gusts 20 to 30 miles per hour, 29 mile per hour wind gusts right now in Cameron, closer to 23 mile per hour wind gusts being reported in Austin. So that's going to be the thing I think what will be most noticeable walking out the door is it's still breezy. Temperatures go from the 50s this morning to the 60s this afternoon and decreasing clouds expected from start to finish. As far as the high temperatures go, area one, not a whole lot of range. Everybody is sitting comfortably in those low to mid 60s, which is pretty seasonable. And even the winds will get better. It'll be a slow transition into lighter winds as we're still expecting those wind gusts to be about 20 to 25 miles per hour through 9 a.m. But look at the lighter winds we've got by this evening, maybe 5 to 10 miles per hour. Still out in the north. And that is a little bit of a cooling wind for us, but those wind speeds will come down in a very big way by the time we reach sunset. Rain chance is not something we're worried about here for the next few days, not till Thursday and really into the weekend do we see the rain chances slowly start to climb. It looks a little more impressive looking at the rain chances than looking at the potential totals here, meaning, yes, it's possible we get some showers in here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but they're trending pretty light because within the four days of rain chances we've got in the seven-day forecast, we're maybe looking at a half an inch out in our eastern counties, so not a heavy rain event, but enough to put in the forecast that we'll probably be looking at some showers as we transition into the weekend. 70 forecast, I've got us in the mid 60s today, upper 60s tomorrow. We hit a string of 70s beginning Wednesday, taking those all the way into the weekend. And then here's those low rain chances, starting low at 10% on Thursday. 20% Friday, growing to 40% to 50% this weekend, but still emphasizing that right now, that looks to be mainly light rain. Overnight lows way above freezing. We are out of that freezing territory and talking 40s and 50s for this week. We'll let you know as we get closer to the end of this week what those rain chances will look like once we get there. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hey, good morning to you, Texas women, with a big stretch of games on Thursday the win in Waco, and then on Sunday afternoon, number two Kansas State visiting Moody. Three weeks ago, Longhorns lost in Manhattan, and 
Now Texas welcoming in so many of the former players for alumni weekend and then a rough and tumble game with the Wildcats. That inbounds play so good for Texas. First Deanna Gaston and then Taylor Jones with the left Longhorns up by 10 early in the second. Jacqueline Mwenintanda only played 14 minutes but three of her seven right there. Horns up by 12. Second half they extend it. Aaliyah Moore with the double-double. That bucket right there gives Texas a 16-point lead. And, well, look at Madison Booker doing her thing. She had 20 points in 37 minutes, the jumper there. And then Booker here gets redirected, still makes it. K-State cut it to seven, but that's the difference. Longhorns end up winning at 54-47, to the score there. When Taylor Jones, 13 points, eight rebounds, gives Texas a little breathing room. 20th win of the season for the Horns, and what a four-day stretch it was. You ought to be confident after this week. They just, you know, they, they went into Waco and, and played really well. I thought we played better, quite frankly, Thursday than we did today, and they're good enough, and, and I tell them that all the time, but we've got to keep getting better and keep working. I think they have a chance. You know, what the, what's a chance? I think we can be pretty good down the stretch, and that's why i got to get Gaston healthy. Got to get Madison uh, healthy, and I got to get Amo healthy, and that this next week probably couldn't come at a better time for us. I think Coach has really challenged us every day to prove that we are tough, um, and that we still have a chance um, with Rory going down. And I think that the team has answered. I'm really proud of my teammates. Uh, I think we work hard every day in practice. I think we've been put in situations where we've had to figure it out, like at the end of the game today. Um, but I'm I'm really proud. We've made a lot of strides, but we're not done yet. You know, after Baylor, cool, pat on the back. Next one. After this one, pat on the back. There's so many more games ahead, and we have a lot more goals. Well, eight more conference games to go. They'll get no midweek games, so a little bit of a break, and then they'll get back at it in Fort Worth against TCU on Saturday. Back to you. And the Super Bowl is officially underway the week of it with the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers waking up in Vegas this morning. Yeah, not a bad spot to be waking <laughs> up. The Chiefs and Niners set to battle for the Lombardi Trophy at Allegiant Stadium this Sunday. It's where the first Super Bowl will ever be played in Vegas. While much of the attention on the matchup between the Chiefs and Niners, understandably, viewers can also expect a star-studded performance. We're going to have Usher, Reba McIntyre, Post Malone, and Andrew Day. But it's not just the players gearing up for the game. The cheerleaders for the 49ers, known as the Gold Rush, are also getting ready to bring their spirit to Las Vegas. But as today is going to show you later on this morning, these women are more than used to a different field. And that's because when they put down their pom-poms between the games, they're picking up full-time careers in finance, academia, science, just to name a few. It's a contrast that Kelly, a Gold Rush member and neuroscientist, describes as pretty unique. It is really incredible just to have that energy of game day and finding out we're going to the Super Bowl and then to be at work at 8 a.m. the next morning just ready to go like nothing happened. Is, it's just unlike anything. That is so cool. Ahead this morning on the Today Show, the number one rule the members of the Gold Rush rely on as they juggle their careers with cheerleading. And we now have an answer to which American city is going to host the FIFA 2026 World Cup final. After months of rumors and speculation, it is not Dallas. It is not Arlington. It is New Jersey's MetLife Stadium. 
Although Texans may be disappointed to hear the Lone Star State is not going to be hosting the final after all, there's still several matches planned to take place here in Texas, more than several. Arlington will play host to five group stage matches, as well as three knockout matches and a semifinal. Houston's also going to host five group stage matches, as well as two knockout matches. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for being with us. Here's what we're tracking at five. Students in Austin worried about the future of their city, how they plan to oppose one of the latest projects set to take place in Austin. In-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Good morning. You may see a group of University of Texas students walking through downtown Austin. It's part of a peaceful protest to the I-35 expansion project. This group of students are expected to march from UT's campus down to the Department of Transportation's headquarters on 11th Street. And that's where KXAN's Dylan McKim is joining us this morning. I know, Dylan, you talked with one of the organizers of that protest, and you are live downtown now ahead of this event. What can we expect later on this morning? Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, the students that are organizing this tell me that they have some anxiety over the environmental and cultural impacts this project could have here in Austin. Now, this protest is organized by Rethink I-35, a grassroots movement here that's fighting the expansion project. Rethink I-35, it's part of a lawsuit against the, uh, against the Texas Department of Transportation to stop the project. They argue the expansion will bring more vehicles into the area, causing greater pollution, and the project will displace homes and businesses. To our generation who has just seen the environment just constantly just take hit after hit from things like human creation, like highways, we don't really have faith that if they say it's not gonna have any impact, we, we know there's going to be impact. Now, TxDOT's plan is to widen eight miles of the interstate from 290 East down to Highway 71. That includes removing the upper decks near downtown and lowering the highway. The project is set to begin later this year. Now, TxDOT's executive director.